0: Welcome to the Phase World Podcast, engaging conversations that cross the boundaries between business, art, and the digital world.
1: I am absolutely thrilled to welcome Claudia Azula Altucher to the Phase World Podcast. Claudia is a writer, podcaster, and teacher of yoga. She is the co-author of the Wall Street Journal best-selling book, The Power of No, and author of 21 Things to Know Before Starting an Ashtanga Yoga Practice. Most recently on January 8th, 2015, Claudia released her new book called Become an Idea Machine because ideas are the currency of the 21st century. This book has become a favorite read of mine and also part of my daily routine. At the same time, Claudia created a new podcast series called the Yoga Podcast after co-hosting a regular listen of my Ask Altucher podcast. With 2006 episodes released as of February 8, 2015. During our interview, Claudia opened up about a number of topics that had always fascinated me. What is it like to be producing content all day, every day, across social channels and engaging with your audience? How does Claudia energize and sustain her creative power while working as a multidiscipline entrepreneur? To help put things in perspective, Claudia now has over 54,000 fans on Facebook, nearly 7,000 fans on Twitter, and over 2.6 million views to her blog, ClaudiaYoga.com, since inception. She is also very active on Quora and Clarity my favorite and also the most unforgettable moment during our interview is claudia's advice a universal message for women if you enjoyed this episode with claudia azula l i hope you visit my website at PhaseWorld.com, f-e-i-s-w-o-r-l-d where i interview people who are admirable authentic creative and fun it is a platform i created to ignite unsung heroes as well as included tools and resources that you can take advantage of right away. Thank you so much for listening. Without further ado, please welcome Claudia Azula Altucher. Hi, Faye. Hi, Claudia. Wow. I am so thrilled to have you on this call. I'm so excited.
0: Thank you, yes. I'm very happy that you asked me to come on it.
1: I feel like, honestly, you've been part of my life for quite a long time, and I hope that doesn't scare you anyway.
0: Oh, no, not at all, I love it. The more, the better.
1: Awesome. This is awesome.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> You're a black belt in karate? Thank you, I am a third degree black belt in Taekwondo
0: jesus that sounds scary
1: i i'm also a huge fan uh of yoga i've been practicing yoga longer than i have been practicing taekwondo
0: really that's cool Uh, and you find the two mix you, you 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 think they they have a lot in common
1: yes they have they definitely have something very intricate in common and they really become um they sort of complement each other very well um Mm. to my practice because i think taekwondo and martial arts sometimes is still relying a lot of the muscular power whereas yoga really helps me stretch things out
0: right yes yes of course
1: what type of yoga do you do i'm a huge fan of ashtanga um and all my teachers here in boston uh that that's basically what they practice as well ashtanga and and then, but the, some studios I go to kind of practice the more generic, you know, vinyasa and um, and forest yoga is something I'm, I'm kind of exposed to very recently. But Ashtanga has been sort of from the beginning. Oh,
0: okay. So you know, you know what it's all
1: about in my life then. <laughs> yeah, oh, I <laughs> I have. Um, Yes, read The Power of No, and I'm so excited to be um, downloading. I know that you released a new book um, uh, called, I'm gonna get the name exactly right, Become an Idea Machine, that was published on January 8th, I believe?
0: Yes, it was, yeah,
1: yeah. I am completely in agreement of the ideas of the currency of the 21st century, and I have so many questions follow up, and, and I think it's in terms of timing your yoga podcast, was what I was listening to on my way to work uh, during my, my commute, I, I downloaded two episodes and I listened to the first one and I was so happy to That's great, It's wonderful,
0: yeah I'm excited about that, I have an amazing teacher coming next week, uh, we're going to talk all about meditation from the yoga perspective, it's coming along well, I'm, I'm excited about that one.
1: You've been so busy in the past two to three months, I can't imagine what was yeah. it like. Yeah, it's been
0: crazy, (laughs) but it's good, you know, this is a good kind of busy, I'm excited about the book, I'm excited about all the podcasts, Mm -hmm. to get the message out, and I've been interacting with so many people, like meeting you is really great, Um, meeting so many people, is wonderful.
1: So my first question, this probably sounds a little bit odd, is I recently came across a post noticing that you and James threw away 25 years of stuff.
0: Right, yeah. We, um, we, we we overdid it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, we read the book, um, what do you call it? Um, we read uh, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Condor. Mm-hmm. And um, she has this, um, it's a New York times best. Seller, and she has this whole thing about how houses never get organized unless mm-hmm. you start at the beginning and the beginning was to throw everything away and so we came back from a trip and that's exactly what we did they were like I'm going to say in total by the end between furniture and everything about 60 enormous garbage bags either to recycle or to throw out and we're still going through and the living room has been clean ever since because there's nothing in it
1: so whatever
0: you put sort of speaks out and you're like, why is that there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it really works. And I found that it has a profound effect on the mind as well and on, on everything you do. When, it's so, when everything is so organized, it's as if you have, um, I don't know, a, a new way of, of, of seeing things. And it has a, a relaxing effect on the mind and you get more efficient, at least for me. So mm-hmm. I'm loving it.
1: Yeah, and you travel a lot too, so I think you are someone who is very comfortable traveling, packing light, possibly I'm speaking on your behalf now. But. No,
0: it's true. I I've I I mean, we're here for 20 days in Florida and we have two small suitcases and that's it. And that's really all we need. I need, you know, a couple of yoga outfits, a couple of like one dressed up outfit and a couple of comfortable clothes to walk around and that's it. And um, I love that. I love having little because, I don't know, it's like you get to see the place or the house. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, oh, wow, there's a house, not just stuff. I I like that. I like space. I have to have more room for practice. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel good in in open spaces. Uh,
1: Absolutely. I, I feel like I, you know, I somehow capture a lot of stress just by looking at my stuff rearranging them um, you know from place to place so I definitely admire this practice that that really shocked my system and I saw remember seeing the picture of a diploma was also in the garbage bag so oh yeah that must have been one of he threw the I didn't
0: know he threw the diploma but wow yeah I think that's interesting uh yeah, he went all the way like he literally threw I think even IRS stuff and everything mm-hmm. I, I you know there's a method to the book she says photographs and papers uh, are to go later first is stuff. but mm-hmm. I have a feeling James will all the way and perhaps I I didn't as much but my closet is also organized now you know I like this idea that you can open your closet and your closet is decorated like Mm -hmm. there is something to look at and there is space and just a few clothes Mm -hmm. um, which is the core things that you use so having less I think it's like a goal for me, having less and less. And and funny enough, I think we were talking about yoga. I think that's kind of like the, the the goal of yoga too is how to do with less and less until you eventually evaporate and like not not even your ego is sticking around. You know, you're gone. It's just mm. the air and presence.
1: <laughs> this is this is so interesting. Um, To your point, I feel like every time I run to yoga practice, uh, the most stressful part is finding the right outfit and the colors have to match. And and then all of a sudden I step back, it's like that is completely against the essence of yoga. Just have your plan and go, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So are you in Florida at the moment? I am, yes. Yes. Yes, we're spending
0: a couple of days. There's a lot of business. We're launching some things for James. He has a whole new book launch coming up. And so we're incredibly busy with that too um, and so you know the, the idea machine the, the one that I just wrote is a part of that and I wanted to get that out but now we're into his new book as well so i <laughs> helping him
1: wow one he thing was- after another so I I really want to catch up with you at least for a few minutes on this new book Become an Idea Machine and- right and it has received an overwhelming amount of positive feedback. I was looking on Amazon and other channels, and people are really thrilled. And the, the feedback I'm referring to are not one or two liner. People are pouring their heart out, expressing how that has changed their lives. And um, I have read—I haven't read the whole thing just yet. I'm reading it on Kindle, and I just feel like instantly. That felt like you know I'm in my early 30s at this point, but I feel like you're calling my inner child out and to become more expressive and and true to myself and it's very powerful so what's your take on this book and what inspired you to write it
0: yeah um it's it's true that it, it can be playful and uh sort of invite the inner child to come out and play because the ideas don't have to be perfect so you can definitely play with it and um, uh, the, the funny thing is that the interactions I've been getting have been mostly in 10 idea forms so people are writing to me oh here are my 10 ideas on this and here are my 10 ideas on that and even a review was 10 ideas <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. <Is> someone- <laughs> oh. so it's all in 10s that, that's been coming um, up and uh, what inspired me was when I heard James say that ideas are the currency of the 21st century and uh I have no shame in admitting that it wasn't my idea. That, that what happened was when he said that, I realized that money is no longer eat. Money mm-hmm. is kind of like a symbol we've been putting a lot of energy into, but it's not really eat anymore, it's more idea. So if you have a, a, a well-trained idea muscle mm-hmm. uh, and you exercise it every day, that's where the abundance can come from, from better and better ideas, because money can run out But Mm -hmm. ideas cannot, especially if you keep exercising your idea muscle every day. Then you always can have better and more ideas, and you become unstoppable. Mm -hmm. So unless you're sick, unless you're not taking care of the other areas, like you know being physically healthy, emotionally healthy, and spiritually healthy, Mm -hmm. then you can develop your idea machine, and you're practically, you're definitely unstoppable. And that's what inspired me.
1: Absolutely. And I have to say that this interview uh, that I thought about reaching out to you was one of the ideas I exercised by reading an intro of the book. That's interesting. That's funny. <laughs> you know, and, and I thought to myself, this is so obvious. And I've been listening to you. Uh, I've been following your yoga practice on YouTube. I watch a lot of videos. And you know what I love about, you know, just jumping around a little bit. And and what I love about your yoga teaching and practice is they're extremely practical and and simple for me to adapt to and things that you've uh, shown on youtube are things i could practice even in an office and that's where i am right now you know? ah
0: yes yes i I, be, I like to make yoga very practical because there's a lot of woo-woo out there about mm-hmm. yoga and i don't like that part and i don't like when it gets into bs territory i, I think it needs to be brought down to earth Earth. And it's fine that Patanjali did his thing 2,500 years ago, but we're leaving today. Mm-hmm. And it's a responsibility for all of us who share the joy of yoga to actually get it down to what is useful. So, for example, if you're sitting down in a desk right now and you've been sitting for more than an hour, mm-hmm. it really is time to stand up and stretch the front of your body by sort of arching the back up. Mm -hmm. and then returning to standing because otherwise you're going to get an issue with the lower back forever Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's just these details that we don't conceive of uh that being in touch with the yoga practice bring and so that's i thought that was a very practical yoga tip that people can use and i get a lot of uh feedback on that people like them and i get james to do them i definitely do them um so yes i like to bring it down to what can i do now that's helpful
1: Definitely, and um, the exercise I recall is exactly, I think it's very similar to the one that you mentioned, is simply bending your back um, backward and then really um, inhale as you stand up. And I thought it was so, Uh, innovative you might not even think of that word uh, when it comes to you know like a minute minute and a half video is every time I go to yoga it has to be about my outfit and sometimes you you look around the women are all focusing on lululemon and you have to look fabulous and then you always think about going to the studio as the only place for you to practice but I really love the fact to be able to do that in the in the office without any constraints so I want to thank you for that for introducing yoga this way
0: you're welcome, yes, I love doing that, of course, yes. And we you just sit there, um, so, you, you know, you stand mm-hmm. up from your desk with the feet planted on the ground, and then you inhale, and then as you exhale, you drop back, and then you sit. and that's very critical, you inhale to come back up to center. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like a, like an insider's tip of yoga. It's very counterintuitive. If anyone who's listening tries it, say mm-hmm. if you stand up, you arch your back, and then when you try to come back you inhale mm-hmm. it will be counterintuitive however that is the right way of breathing mm-hmm. and so
1: that's kind of like the actual tea the meat of the tea is that little detail mm-hmm. <laughs> and then those little details without proper instruction might take years to to yeah. uncover so it's it's absolutely incredible and i feel like you've uncovered a new territory when it comes to yoga and, and really make make it more engaging, more accessible to people. So um, my next question is also related to a book that I am a very big fan of, it's The Power of No. Aha. Uh, <laughs> I come from a, a culture that honestly, I was educated to always say yes uh, to <laughs> parents. Yeah, yes. I mean, so I'm Chinese, and um, you know, my parents, my grandparents, the way my parents are more westernized, but in general, you know, um, you, you have to say yes, you have to, uh, you know, agree, especially when you're in school. And my co-workers sometimes told me told me about that typical behavior is they reminded me that, face sometimes you have to say no. But I I sort of got that, you know, in, in a kind of shallow way, but I didn't know how to practice it. And I love this book, again, because there are examples, there are breakdowns, there are applications. That all of a sudden, my mind is conditioned to realize that the power of no and how I can actually... I can actually do that in a less intrusive way so yeah. um I was wondering your experience working on that book and then the type of feedback um that you've gathered so far and your collaboration with James I thought it was fantastic as well
0: right well it was it was hard collaborating with James because when you're <laughs> husband and wife and you work together and then you write together and then you have to give feedback together it was a tremendous huge lesson for us on 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 sort of finding out each other's sensibilities, finding out, uh, uh, especially for me, uh, the proper way to to provide feedback without hurting feelings. I really had to learn that because sometimes I would go all out and I'm like, oh, what did I just do? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, but but it was very interesting to have the male-female perspective. And we went through, and not a lot of people know this, but... The power of no is somewhat based on the the seven levels going from the most basic life energy form, which is don't kill yourself, and going through your sexual energy, and how to say no to say a bad guy, you know, who's really not good for you, and how to say no at work, and how to say a compassionate no which comes from the heart mm-hmm. and following into your voice and how to say no to the, the, the energy that comes from the outside, usually the news that bombard you with bad news and then eventually get into the silence and saying no to the distractions so that you can concentrate on what's actually happening now. So I don't think I wrote per se The Power of No as it's being written uh, and that's kind of like it got to that point and it's published but Mm -hmm. and I need to continue to learn how to say no. One of the most difficult things you can do, I think, or anyone, me too, is when someone says something that you don't want to do, to say no thank you and give no explanation. Mm -hmm. It's one of the most uncomfortable things to do and one that I'm still learning how to do.
1: It's it's very difficult to say no because we're not trained to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I I have to practice, to your point, um, after reading the book, I'm a project manager, and sometimes it's very hard for me to say no, because I'm sort of playing a catch-all type of role, things that people don't want to do, where we don't have resources for, Uh, I become the silent yes, you know, sometimes that's just assumed, but I... You know, learn to facilitate uh, my team in a way that we're really, we're so much more powerful as a team together. Um, Yeah,
0: I think that one thing that could help there is to actually go idea machine on it. I think the idea machine follows the power of no very well because when you find a problem, any kind of problem, like for example you have a team where you have disgruntled people and you have people who are very pro the project, Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes getting everyone in a room and having them come up with 20 ideas on how to solve the problem uh, mm-hmm. or 20 ideas or 10 ideas on how, to, how we can move forward can get the creativity wheels turning for everyone mm-hmm. and um, it, it does get people unstuck and makes them feel like they, they can participate. So, for example, there was a, a, a story of a big advertising agency where these, the, the boss asked people to come up with one idea because they needed a campaign and no one could come up with an idea. So, he came back to the conference room and said, okay, come up with 20 mm-hmm. and to his surprise, they all did. Mm-hmm. So, the, the more ideas you can come up with, the more you give permission to have bad ideas, the more you give permission to, to yourself to play with things and see how they play out, And as you keep doing this and it becomes a game, you suddenly stumble on something you didn't even know you had. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or as I call idea, sex can happen. Someone says something, someone else says something else and the two ideas merge together and you have something new that's amazing. And Mm -hmm. so those things, that type of magic can happen when you have a muscle with your idea that's trained and that practices every day.
1: I think I have to say that idea generation in my industry, which it is advertising and marketing, and I was chuckling when you mentioned that we, as an as an organization, uh, Arnold Worldwide, and the previous agency I worked at was Sapient, we could so benefit from a facilitator, an influencer like yourself, you know, with such practice, and we could run a workshop. And we are constantly told to. Do it, but in terms of the facilitation process, as written in the book, I think that would be really powerful. I'm not sure if it's something that you could be interested in.
0: I would do it. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's a great exercise to have, especially around creatives. I think creatives are people who, when given the right um, sort of setting, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's what they do. They come up with ideas. So if you let them do what they do. <laughs> Without any expectations and without any tension around any possibility of them saying the wrong thing, Mm -hmm. uh, they'll probably come up with hundreds of ideas. And then it's a lot better. And I also learned from a master copywriter I follow. His name is Mike Palmer. He wrote a wonderful book on, on copywriting. And he was saying when somebody has an idea, he's a master copywriter. I mean, this guy writes a letter and I don't know, millions of dollars are generated because of what he wrote, okay, master copywriter. Mm-hmm. And so his technique is when somebody has an idea, in order to give feedback, if you want to give feedback for the idea, you can say, I like it, or if you don't like it, you can say, I would uh, perhaps change it too. So you can never say, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. You, can always, you can always say, what would you change it to? And it has to be better. Mm -hmm. So that avoids the problem of somebody being negative and saying, no, I don't like it. You know, that (laughs) goes away. Because if you want to say you don't like it, you have to provide a better choice. And so that way you up the game for everybody. There is no judgment. Mm -hmm. And it's it's simply how do we make it better? And everybody gets on board to work better towards a, a better idea.
1: I love it. I'm taking notes secretly here because I have about three meetings after this call and some of the conversation, as I anticipate, may be difficult. So I will be practicing uh, some of these uh, strategies here. I love it. Good. (laughs) (laughs) And my next, you know, we have about uh, eight, 10 minutes left. And I really wanted to ask a question, knowing that you've been a yoga practitioner, a writer, and, and now, you know, a podcaster for a long time. But um, I was wondering, the secret origin question, which I love, is what was that tipping point for you to share your knowledge with the world? And not only that, consistently via YouTube, your blog, Facebook, Twitter, and you run events and seminars online. And I want to say consistency, in, in my opinion, is very important because you know there are 90-something percent of the blogs out there with a single article, and that is not you. So.
0: Right. I think that success is measured in decades and it never happens overnight. So for example, just to get on the lotus position, it took me seven years of daily practice. For a lot of people, it takes a year. For me, it took seven. The headstand took a year, but for a lot of people, it takes more. So it, you, you, you can't really measure success. So for me, it was a question of kicking in with the um, idea generation. I had the health part uh, in check because I've been doing yoga for a very long time. And the spiritual and the emotional I've been working on very long. But I had neglected the idea part because I thought that it would have me thinking too much or that it would take me away from the goal of yoga, which is sort of uh, stopping the, the chatty or the monkey mind. But what I realized is that the monkey mind doesn't have an off switch. You can't really turn it off. So whenever my mind starts going crazy, I'll talk to it and I say, okay, I see you're crazy. Right now, I'm gonna put you to work. So we're gonna generate 10 ideas. And that works very well to channel the energy of the crazy man, monkey mind into something positive. And with idea after idea, day after day, then life begins to have change by itself. You don't have to do anything. You just sort of list ideas. One of them has a lot of energy. And so you feel like, you know, about motivated to act and you do the next step. So let me give you an example. Mm-hmm. There is, a, you probably heard of uh, Richard Branson, yes. who is a huge uh, Yes. Okay. He's amazing. He's a tremendous idea machine. He's what I call an atomic idea machine. He's, he's amazing. But in the beginning one day he was in a flight in the Virgin Islands and his flight got canceled. But this is not any person uh, with a flight canceled. This is Richard Branson, who is an idea machine. So he realized, or he noticed, that there was a charter plane laying in the airport, asleep, doing nothing. So he went to inquire about it. He rented the aircraft, divided the price per seat, and put a sign for everybody who had lost that flight. And so they all got in. They all got to his destination. And this is how Virgin Atlantic got born. So. That's the power of an idea that is so um, trained and a muscle that has been exercised that you know what to do when the situation presents itself and then ideas get downloaded into you. Then he got the idea of of an actual airline and Mm -hmm. so he did the next step. He didn't think I'm going to take over British Airways which is one of the major airlines in the world. He didn't have a goal or anything like that. He just called Boeing and found out how much does it cost to lease an airplane. He took the next step because he couldn't help it. When an idea takes over you, it's not really your idea. It comes from the muse or is a download mm-hmm. and you can't help it but keep moving in the direction because the idea has the force of a wave that needs to
1: reach the beach and there's nothing you can do. It will use you to do that. Yeah, the process becomes automatic and would that be beautiful, you know? Um, it, it's just like you mentioned, your brain, your mind is a muscle. So it requires a certain muscle memory and all that is based on practice. And in this yeah, case, it's I, daily I, practice. I get
0: a lot. Okay? I, a lot of people tell me that all um, oh, ideas are cheap. There is this, this sort of thinking or this way of, of you know, there are a dime a dozen. And I think that's definitely not true. That's something that somebody said a hundred years ago and we all decided to believe it, but it's definitely not true. Because when you do 10 ideas in a day, you come through a point which is like the runner's high, which is at around idea number seven. When you still have four to go, so seven, eight, nine, and 10, Mm -hmm. there comes a moment where you go, oh no, (laughs) I can't believe I still have four more ideas to go. It happens every time. And if you actually go through that moment, that's when you're exercising the idea muscle, and that's when you realize that ideas are not really that cheap, Mm -hmm. that they do take work, and a lot of work, in fact. So that's why the 10, it may sound like nothing, but it compounds, and it's like nobody sees you coming. It starts very slow, and eventually you find yourself trusting the words that come out of your mouth, And you find yourself in better situations and you find that you're a magnet for people because everything you say is interesting and you have good ideas and you can help everybody. And uh, it just, it happens. Life transforms in front of your eyes.
1: I'm sitting there just thinking, Claudia, that how many podcasters out there will want to interview you because (laughs) (laughs) you have so much energy and so much of it. it is so positive and You know, it's contagious and (laughs) so, you know, and and I loved one of the reasons I I was so looking forward to this interview is because I I love your energy and I love your voice for women and your inspiration to to women. And I was wondering, you know, what are some of the advice in general for, for women you like to share? I am so glad you
0: asked that, Mm Faye. I am so glad because I think we are exactly right now. I'm so glad you have a podcast. And when I put this out, I was really hoping that females who have podcasts would contact me because I think we're at a point in history where it's really old stuff to pretend like we're not uh, brilliant beings as women. I think it's time that we take the position of the queen which doesn't mean that we're gonna be entitled brats. It means we're gonna clean the toilet if it's necessary, but we're gonna do it and we're gonna show up and we're gonna show all of our talents without the reverse ego of, oh no, let him talk, because no, none of that anymore. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes, We as women need to become idea machines pronto because the power that comes through it is a responsibility that we owe to the world. I see the re-emergence of the goddess coming through and, and and coming and helping men. And I see, I'm married to a powerful man, so I see the power of me playing small and what happens when I play big and I play partner to him and when I play bigger than him even, which is possible and it varies. I'm not saying we're gonna become more powerful or less powerful. I'm just gonna say owning our talents and really admitting that we do have something to bring to the table because this is the time and I believe the Dalai Lama said that change will be brought by the Western women. So we are in a magnificent position in the sense that we had breakfast today. A lot of the world doesn't get to have breakfast. So we're very lucky already and plenty abundant. (laughs) to have a computer and internet connection to be able to communicate with each other so it's on us listening to become idea machines to affect change in the world the feminine way as well as the masculine way they both have a place all I'm saying is that there is no winning in playing small anymore wow
1: well, There yeah. is no better way to to um, conclude our episode and I was very I just was listening so carefully and I'm so glad this was recorded so I can go back to and I I couldn't agree more Claudia thank Um, you thank you so much and I will always remember um, what you said Um, I'm so glad we could share our conversation with the world and I would love to welcome a sequel for this and opportunities for to invite you to Arnold and other advertising agencies and
0: sure yes let's do it anytime of course
1: (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much Claudia I really appreciate it I you know I i I feel like I'm a different person, I'm gonna like run out of the office and do something. Use with myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs>